Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me increase this volume a little bit. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So today we still we we started last week on Romans four, and we are continuing on Romans four. We are going through you know the series. I won't say series, but the teaching of Romans, the book of Romans. You know we've gone through the first, the first book of Romans, the second book, the third book. So right now we're on the fourth book of Romans. And we're in, this is a part two of Romans, Romans 4. Um, last week we talked about Romans 4, 1 to 3. This week we're going through Romans 4, 4 to 5. Romans 4, 4 to 5. And I'll read. Let me read this. One second, please. Let me pull it up. Romans 4, 4 to 5. It says, when people walk, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God, who forgives sin, sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who declared who had declared righteous without working for it. He says, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record, whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. So, you, you know, when, when I was reading, you know, I was reading this, this teaching today, I had a, I had the ability to to prepare, you know. You know, sometimes you you think <laughs> you can't put God in a box. Let me put it this way, you know. Normally, I try to prepare this on Wednesday. Sometimes I try to prepare it on Thursday, Thursday morning. But you know, Wednesday for some reason it was the the day just went by before you knew it was midnight. <laughs> I'm like, okay, can't do it today, you know. Then today, then I can't do it that Wednesday, yesterday. Then today, opportunity came up. I, I, you know, took out like one hour from for my lunch lunch break. You know, it was just an hour. I was done. Thank God for lunch. I didn't. I was gonna go to the gym, but I couldn't. So, but thank God for thank God for our lunch that I used the opportunity to prepare this. And that's when the Lord was speaking to me, and I was like, "That's awesome." But you know, when I was reading the first, the first I was reading from that Romans four, and I said, when I started to read it, I couldn't, I couldn't move past Romans four to four to five. Each time I wanted to move past, I was drawn back to that Romans four four to five. And I, when when those kind of things happen, I know that God really wants to emphasize something over here. You know, He wants to really emphasize. He wants to speak to us about something. So you know, at the time, like I'll read from here, it says, "At the time I was preparing this, the Lord impressed in my heart to, 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 to really teach on this subject, and this subject really plagues a lot of Christians. It plagues a lot of Christians." You know, and if the, if the Bible says it plagues a lot of Christians, it means that really he's all an all-knowing God. You know, uh, my, my David David just asked me a question. He says, um, "Do you know everything?" And I said, "No." And Grandma said, "It's only God that knows everything." And I said to him, "Yes, it's only God that knows everything." So if it's only God that knows everything, he, he knows that this this particular topic plagues people is it's it's a it's a problem for Christians and he wants it to be solved. You know, I won't say solved once and for all, but you know is 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 a is a progressively you might not get it now, you, tomorrow you get it. You know, we don't always get the revelation of, of the word right away. Sometimes it's it takes time, it builds up, you know. But my prayer is that today you we will we will all get it. That's my prayer. 
that we all get what the gist of what God is saying. You know, so it's today, and also, <laughs> you know, I have a few examples too. Today, I was negotiating with my son too about something. You know, I told him that if he does well on something, you know, within a time allocation, a time limit, then I'll give him something in return. Unfortunately, when the time expired, he insisted that I should give him that same thing I said. He insisted that I should give him that gift. And my answer to him was that that wasn't part of the bargain. It wasn't part of the bargain. The the bargain was you do and I'll do. But if you don't, I cannot do. And he, he couldn't he couldn't understand it. And I said to him, I said, I said to him, I said, David, let me put up my phone. I said to him, I said, David, you know. What's how do you put on this phone? One second, please. Okay, I don't know how to put up my own phone. So I said to I said to I said to David, I said that you know, David, if I don't work, I don't get paid. If I work, I get paid. Because I remember when I was when I was a contractor, and you know, is those days were, <laughs> where but God took care of us those days. You know, you know, you don't go to work; you go on vacation for a week. Don't expect to get paid for that week because you, that's basically it. Unlike now that you're 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 an employee, when you when you on vacation, you still get paid, but. What, what I was trying to emphasize to him was that if I don't work, I don't get paid. I shouldn't expect income, you know. And it's, it's, it's amazing that when I had that discussion with him, it was this morning, and it's the same morning that the Lord was kind of teaching me this, allowing me to prepare this this teaching, you know. When 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 you when you when you look at in the aspect of work, the, the there's a there's a reciprocated stuff whereby I work for something, I have to get paid. My, my you know a friend of mine that does work, I won't say a friend, but there's a guy that does work in the house. When he does work in the house, he's expected. To get paid, in Africa, there's some parts of Africa that they might work <laughs> and they don't get paid, which is very sad. I was I was listening. I was asking somebody one time. He says, you know, sometimes people don't get paid for almost a month. They work for a month and they don't get paid. Some people don't work for six months and they don't get paid. And I cringe like, how did they even uh, survive? But thank God that we are in this uh, country that that is not the case. So people are expected to get paid for their work. But you see, it's it's truly amazing when you read this scripture. We all we equate the aspect of work to Christianity as well. I I read this thing. That's Romans four forty five. He says, when people work, their wages are not a gift, but something have so, something for something they have earned. Now, verse 5 says, but people are counted as righteous not because of their work. So most of the time, what happens is that you see that there's a there's a bot right there. He says, if you work, you expect to get paid. But, so there's a, there's a, there's a distinction right here. The, the Lord is saying, in the world, when you get, when you walk, the automatic thing is you get paid. But do not, but, but means, is this, you know, there's a, the, in different translations it says, however, or but, 
Do not transfer that aspect of work to the kingdom. Don't think, let me don't go ahead of myself. So, do not transfer, don't transfer the aspect of work into the kingdom. See, people think that they, that they, they should, they should do something for God to do something. He says, this is very important to Christianity. People think they, they are able to earn anything from God if they work hard at it. People think that if they work as hard as they do at work, they will be able to move God. Like for instance, you, you know, if you're an usher and you work hard being an usher, you know that God will answer your prayer. <laughs> That's not the way it is. It could happen, yes, in the king, in the outside of the kingdom. And even now, now, now is is now proven somehow that even though you work so hard, your boss's friend that doesn't work as hard, he still gets a promotion. So that whole aspect is even falling. This whole don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't work hard, but what I'm just trying to say that the what happens is that we have come to the this whole aspect of I must do for God to do, and that's why you see that people people go and fast a hundred days. They say I'm going to go fast a hundred days. I'm going to fast for the next six months because I want. God to move. You, have you heard people say that? I want God to move. So in their mindset, they are doing something. I do something for God to do something. But they forget that fasting is good. It's a good thing to fast. Because when you fast, it makes your it makes you it makes you gives you ability to hear from God clearer. Because when, when you're not fasting, you know you're eating. And you fall asleep. You can't hear from God as often like that, you know. So, yes, fasting gives you a clear, a clear line of focus to God. It is great to fast, but I, but people think that our prayer for a hundred days moves the hand of God. The Lord has taught us that is not. It is not our prayer that moves the hand of God. What moves the hand of God is faith. You know, James 5.15 says, And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. So our prayer alone does not move God. Our faith mixed with prayer will move God to heal you. Have you ever seen people use scriptures to justify their their stance? I, I, I have. James 2, I'm going to give you an example. James 2, 14 to 26 says, James 2, 14 to 26 says, What does it profit a what what does it profit, my my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus, also, faith is fit by itself if it is, does not have works is dead. But someone say, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith with my works. You believe that that there is a, there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But you do not, you, you do, but you, but do you want 
to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by his works, faith was made perfect. And the scriptures was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see then that a man is fulfilled by, is justified by works and not by faith alone. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works? She she, when she received messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. You know, we've used this aspect of faith without works is dead. So in our mindset, we think it is the work that we have to do. We have justified it. That we have to walk to get something done. Faith without works is dead. That's what we've, we, I've, I've, I've heard people say, but faith without works is dead. You have to do something for, for God to actually do something. I say, really? Did we really read that scripture well? And that's why I read the whole thing. <coughs> Excuse me. That's why I read the whole thing because what happens is this. If you look at the teaching here, the teaching that I just, just the scripture that I just read, it says, you do what? You see somebody that is naked and destitute of daily food. Won't you help them? Is, are you saying that faith with, you faith, you have to, you have to mix your faith with works. Then he now, and he now went into a different example again about Abraham. Going to do what? Sacrifice Isaac. But you, you, we forget that those two have a have a they are joined together for one reason. The Holy Spirit. You you should be moved. The, the works they are talking about is when you're moved to do the work of the Holy Spirit. In the work of the Holy Spirit, in the sense of the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do, and when you do it, that's the work they are talking about. I'll give you an example. Who told Isaac to, sorry, who told Abraham to go and sacrifice Isaac? Wasn't it the Lord? The Lord told him, go and sacrifice your only, one and only child. And what did he do? He went and sacrificed his one and, he was about to go and sacrifice his one and only child. He, he, he tied him up, about to bring the knife, and the Lord says, the angel of the Lord says, no, don't harm that boy. <clears throat> what am I trying to say? He did an action because he was moved by who? The Lord to do it. We are not called to help everybody. Are we called to help everybody? Does everybody, when everybody calls you from from Nigeria, from send me money. Do you always send money? No. What do you do? You you connect with God and say, God, what should I do? God says, go ahead. Because what? The money that he gives you, you're the custodian of the money. So what is what happens? You go to him and say, okay, what, what should I do in this aspect? Somebody, you know, somebody needs help. The Lord will not guide you and say, okay, do this and do that. That's the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need to be what? Led of the Holy Spirit. But we, we've used this whole aspect <clears throat> and we, we, we come up and say, but faith without works is dead. So the mindset, I have to do something alongside with the faith for God to move. But that is wrong. That is completely wrong. Supposing, supposing we are praying 
And the Holy Spirit says, to, I'm going to give an example. Supposing you're praying and the Holy Spirit says to you, leave your prayer and go and make peace with your, with your neighbor. That action is your works. You going out there and saying, I'm going to go make peace with my neighbor. It's the action, and it's the works that the Lord is talking about there. The prayer is answered when we act according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.25 says, since we live, Galatians 5, <coughs> Galatians 5.25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us walk in the step with the Spirit. I read it again. Galatians 5.25. He says, since we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us walk in step with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is being, is, God gave, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us. I'll give you the example the Lord gave me. Say, for instance, you know, you're looking to get married. And you, you, you'll be asking God, you know, God, you know, you need to find me a husband or you need to find me a wife. And the Holy Spirit now puts it in your heart and says, you know the person, you're, you're, you're going for one wedding tomorrow. Those people, they cannot afford that wedding, but they struggled to come up with the wedding. Why don't you give them 500 dollars towards their wedding. And your mind is like, my mom, but isn't that, they wanted to do the wedding now. Why, why should I give them $500? And what happens? You write the $500 and give it to them. Because you know, you're, because you're being led. That's the work. You're saying, God, I am doing this because you said I should do it. And God says, okay, wow, I've seen somebody that wants to do my what? My bidding. That wants to work with me. And before you know it, God will position you in a place whereby you find your spouse. You see, it, it, it is not your works that brings the answer. It is the obedience to the Holy Spirit that makes it work. It's the obedience to the Holy Spirit that makes it work. You know, there's, there was a there was a pastor that that there was a pastor that 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 gave that, that gave it really good, that really explained it well. And this pastor says, you know, he just started church, and you know they had this uh, small. Toyota Corolla. And with the Toyota Corolla, thank God we have equipment that we just put it in church. But the Toyota Corolla, they had to use it to, to transport drums, keyboard, guitar, back and forth. And the Lord said to him, take, and funny enough, he's been praying for what? He's been praying for a, a big van. That's why you've been praying for God. I need a big van. Can you can you give me a big van? And the Lord says, okay. See that Toyota Camry that you have there? The Toyota Corolla. Sorry. Go and give it. Go and show it. I'm going to give you an address so you can go and drop it off over, over there. <clears throat> I'm going to give you an address. You don't know the woman. You don't know the person. Just go and drop it over there. He didn't think twice about it. He told his wife. I won't say he didn't think twice about it. He thought twice about it. Okay? But he went and told his wife. Thinking his wife was going to be on board with it. And his wife said, I beg, I beg, go and do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Leave me alone. So what did he do? <clears throat> he now told his friend, because he needed a ride, he told one of his friends to please take him across town. To go and drop off the Toyota Corolla. So why do I go in? So the man, his friend says, "How will you now transport uh, 
<laughs> the equipment that you're going to now give somebody. He says, look, I don't know how, how we do it. Maybe we'll ask one of the church brothers over there. Maybe they will be able to help uh, help transport the equipment. He says, but that's not my concern. My concern is what? Let me go and drop off this, uh, this car that the Lord says I should go and drop off. So he went and dropped it off. He went and dropped it off. And it's amazing because <clears throat> when he dropped it off, he came back. <clears throat> he made the announcement in church. He says, people were like, where's the equipment? He says, the Lord says I should not drop off this, this car. So one brother stepped up and said, Pastor, I will, uh, you can use my car to be dropping off, picking up. I'll pick up, I'll pick up the pick up the equipment from your house. I'll pick you and your your wife up from the house. We put it in our, my my the back of my truck. Then we will do it. We we'll drop it off. But Pastor says it will take you. You have to come early in the morning and leave late at night. The man says okay. I'm single. I would have been home doing nothing. But I'm single, so it's okay. So he did. But what happened was, about, it says a month and a half after it happened, after dropping off the, the, the car, a month and a half later, somebody came, God moved in somebody's heart, to come and give them a 15 passenger 15 passenger um please please help me to put on this help me to put on this phone please 15 passenger van God moved in somebody's heart to say go and sow a 15 passenger van to this 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 pastor and that what did he do the man did a month and a half later so this man is Money his business and he gave him a 15 passenger van. Now he's he's doing equipment, he's even transporting people. He kills a few bears with a the stone. There are people that around the area they don't have transport. Now they're using his grandma, you wake him up. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So so <laughs> so you 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 so uh, <laughs> God. God, God, feel sorry. So, so what happened was, can you imagine? Is 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 transporting everybody up and down. You know, so the church now grows. Somehow, this woman comes. The woman that he dropped off the vehicle comes to their church. He said he was looking for the church. He described because it's a small town. He said he described the man's hair, the man's looks, you know. <laughs> so they were looking for the man. He finally said, that's the man's church. So the woman goes there and starts to give. She's, she's so grateful. She, she starts to thank, thank, the, thank, thank, the, thank, the, thank the man, the pastor. And the story was, you see how God, we need to understand the way God does things. You know, the story was that this woman has a handicapped son, and she carries the handicapped son. She has to go to clinic every single day, or is it every other every other day? So she will carry the boy on her back because she's handic the boy is handicapped. They didn't they, they they had a wheelchair one time. But the wheelchair was too, this, I think he broke. So now she carries the boy on his back. They will enter the bus, take one hour to, to the hospital, come back another hour. Say she was tired. Say one day on the, in the bus, she started to pray to God. Say, God, it would be good if I have a car. But I can't afford a car. But it would be good if I can get a car. God now moved somebody two hours away, to drop off a car. And you see how the whole thing went. My point is, it is the work of God. It is God that moves in our hearts. It is not our work that moves God. It is God that moves us 
to act. And when he moves us to act, it is him that now, now blesses us. Let me tell you something. And that's the key. That's, you know, as you read, as you read um, Job 42, 7 to 16, that's your assignment. Read Job 42, 7 to 16. That's a good assignment to read. Job 42, 7 to 16. Or you can read the whole of Job 42. But that's a specific 7 to 16. As you read that scripture, you, you will notice that the Lord asked Job's friends. He says, go and tell Job to pray for you. And as Job, Job's friends were not really nice to him, you know. And they were not really, they didn't understand the Lord either. So God says, the only way I'm going to do what? I'm going to accept you guys. Is if Job prays for you. I can imagine what played out right there. If I was a fly on the wall. I can imagine the conversation with Job's friend. And the conversation will go like this. His friends will come. I say, dude. Please pray. Because the Lord asked you to pray for us. Because we're nice to you, oh God. Ah, please, oh. You need to pray for us so that the Lord doesn't strike us with a, with a hammer. <laughs> so, that could be the conversation. I'm just play acting here. If we're, a, a, if we're playing a skit. Job was not the one that just said, let me pray for them. But because... The friends went and said to Job, pray for, pray for me. What happened? Job was moved to do what? Pray for his friends. If you read that scripture, the Bible says that he told the friends to ask Job to pray for him. And if Job does that, I will say, I will I'll look away. I'll bless you. I'll look away. So what did Job do? Job did what? I, for me, I look at it like Job was passing through some situation and his friends came to put fire. <laughs> came to light matches. Came to bring more trouble for him. So in his mind, he could, he could have said, no, nah, I'm not praying for this book. Forget about it. How many times have we said we're not going to pray for somebody that really did something wrong to us? Do we always pray? Until when we have a tug in our spirit to pray for that person. And you know, when, when, have it ever happened to you? When you have that tug in your spirit to pray for that person and you start to pray for that person, do you know that that's the burden that you have for that person is released? Because what? It is not your works. It is not your works. It's God's. It's God moving in your heart, and that's what happened to Job. Job, what? When Job prayed for his friends, the Bible says he got even more than the beginning. Say the Lord restored even more than the beginning. You can say now that Job walked. But I tell you right now, he was led. He was led. Because think about it, the, the, the friends wouldn't come and say, look, go, pray for me. <laughs> I'm not praying for you. When, 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 when I was down, you kicked me around. <laughs> Why am I praying for you? But the only thing that can move somebody like that is when you now bring the Lord, the Lord's name. The Lord says, I should please pray for me because I was really wrong. And what do you do? You now pray for them. And that's when the burdens starts getting lifted up. And when, you're, when the burden starts to get lifted up, what happened? You're, not, you're now giving God space to do what? To bless you. 
to understand this better to understand it better what we need to do to understand this better is we need to understand that we didn't do anything to get saved the only th- we, it, you know what I'm saying that we didn't do anything to get saved did we jump five times did we pray and fast for 115 times did we lock ourselves in the room and say God you must save me you must save me the simple answer is no we got saved simply by believing the word of, of God believing that the word of God is true believing that Jesus Christ died for our sins this is the simple truth and it is it is difficult to comprehend sometimes that because because of what we did just simple thing God can open the door for us I say, come, my little children. And that's why it is difficult for us as human beings to think that salvation is like that. Is that simple? You know, unbelievers don't think salvation is, is that simple. Some people think, ah, it's, this is so simple. I just accept Jesus and that's it. He say yes. You just accept Jesus. Is that it? You pray by faith. You get it. <laughs> is that simple? You claim that you're healed, and you're healed. Is that simple? And that's why it's it's so simple, but it's hard for us to wrap our, our head around it. You know, and that's why the Bible says in Ephesians two eight to nine. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And it's not from yourself. It is a gift of God. Not by works. The same work again. So that no one can what? Boast. You can't boast about being saved. We can't boast about salvation. It's a gift. Let me give you this example the Lord gave me. You know, I know the Lord knows I like cars. You know, he says, if someone gives you a Maybach, Maybach, a Mercedes Maybach, for your 50th birthday, hint, hint, oh, sorry. If somebody, if somebody gives you a, a Maybach, all right, it's a gift. You cannot go around telling people that you bought that Maybach. Don't get me wrong. Some people will just to act as if they are very rich. But ideally, if you are honest with yourself, you will not go around telling people, I bought this Maybach by myself. All you do is, someone gave me this uh, Give to don't think I have the money for this. Somebody give me this. And you know why some people will do that? Why some people will, will say some I, I bought it? Because they know that Maybachs are like four hundred thousand dollars. So they want to portray to the outside public that they have the money. But like I said, it, it's 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 God that saved us. It's, it's we didn't do anything to do it. We didn't do anything for, for somebody to give us that gift. We, we, don't do, we won't do anything for somebody to give you a mail back, 400000 you, you did nothing. The person just they wake, woke up one, one morning, maybe got a tug in their heart to say, let me bless this man. You know, I, I heard this story. The thing really, it really, it really... It really touched me because I heard this story whereby they said in the book of life. Look at uh, Revelations 20.15. Revelations 20.15 says, And if anyone, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown in the lake of fire. Revelations 20.15. 
I bet you when somebody read this thing in, in Nigeria, and one pastor, maybe he was a pastor that was collecting 200,000 naira. He says, if you want your, your name in the book of life, he will write it. <laughs> Why are you? He will write it. And put your name in the book of life. So you should bring 200,000 naira. You know, you know the thing that's kind of you know what what struck me is that people don't want to follow the simple way <laughs> to get saved. And the simple way to get saved is what? Just receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You believe in him? That's a simple way of getting saved. But you see, the thing is, people want to boast, want to go around and say, do you know you were getting saved by believing? I paid 200000 and my name is in the book of life. But the beautiful thing is that God has said it. There's no other way to God except through Jesus. So if you know Christ, then that's the way. He said, narrow is the gate. Wide is the gate to hell. But narrow. And for it to be narrow, it means that you cannot buy your way through. Praise the Lord. So when you look at this same scripture, you look at, let's look at the same scripture that we just read. This is Romans, Romans 4. 4 to 5 in living translation living sorry living bible Romans 4 you can read it in a different translation it says but didn't he earn his right to heaven but all the good things he did it says no for being saved is a gift if a person would earn it by being good then it won't be free but it is. It is given to those who do not work for it. You see what I said? Who do not work for it. For God declares sinners to be good in his sight if they have faith in Christ to save them from God's wrath. So the key here is, oh, let me read 6. 6 says, King, King David spoke of this, describing the happiness of undeserving sinners who is, de who is declared not guilty by God. Blessed and, and be envied, he said, are those who, whose sins are forgiven and put out of sight. Yes, what joy there is for anyone whose sins are no longer counted against him by the Lord. For you and I to move the hand of God, we need to walk by faith. And not by sight. That's basically it. Romans 1.17 says. Romans 1.17 says. This good news tells us that God makes us right for, for heaven. And makes us right in God's sight. When we put our faith and trust in Christ to save us. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, the man who finds life will find it through trusting God. For you to find life, you need to trust God. You need to put your faith in Christ. My prayer is that we walk by faith and especially be led of the Holy Spirit. And that's also walking by faith. When we do this, we are able to move heaven. You want to move heaven? Walk by faith. Be led. If we walk by faith, we save, we, one, we are pleasing God, and we save our lives. It saves us from, from problems. It saves us from issues. It's not our works. 
it is easy to get things from God. I know, yes, some of us have been praying and we haven't seen anything. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that now you have to go and walk to, to receive. God says, in Hebrews 11.6, says, Living Bible, it says, You can never please God without faith, without depending on Him. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that there is a God and that He rewards those who sincerely look for Him. That's the scripture that I want to leave you with today. I want to leave you with this scripture. That you want to please God? You want God to move on your, on your behalf? Walk by faith. Be led of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit tells you to do, do it. Do it. Be like a, a fool and do it. You might not understand it, but do it. You might think, ah, how is this? How can this be so? Just do it. Because when you do it, now you're walking, you're walking by faith. Now you're doing what? You're acting according to the Holy Spirit's direction. According to the Lord directing you. But let's, let's, let me just let me ask you a question. Would it make any sense for Abraham? Took him over 25, about 25 years. To get Isaac. And Isaac now. He carries Isaac and go and crucifies him. Why? What is he trying to achieve? What work is he trying to gain? Does he, is he trying to gain popularity from God? Is he trying to move God's hand? Think about it. You've been, you've been dying for something. You've been... Not that you've been wanting something for so long, and now you get it. Then you say, "Ah, you know what? Let me try this God. Let me see whether I can keep, I can get rid of it and see whether He will get it back for me." You see, the Bible says, "Do not tempt, uh, tempt the Lord thy God. Do not tempt Him." So it means to me, I'm just going back to that scripture. It means to me that. Abraham was moved by the Lord. The Lord told him to go and do what? And when he did it, the Lord now says, now I know. Now I know that you trust me. Now I know that you will not uh, anything I tell you to do, you will do it. You will do it. So my, 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 my prayer to us is that we will stop all this trying to get from God. Oh, I need to do something for me to get from God. No, sir. No, ma. The only thing you can do is walk by faith and not by sight and be led of the Holy Spirit. And when you're led of the Holy Spirit, that's when God opens doors for you. That's when God opens the doors for you. Praise the Lord. And he opens it, just not open it ajar. He opens it wide. And says, come on in. I'm here to please you. You're pleasing me? Oh my goodness. This, I'm so happy. He pleased me. He did something that made me so happy. He's allowing the Spirit of God, my, my Holy Spirit, that I've left on earth to guide him. He's excited. And he asked, well, what do you want? Oh, take it, take it, take it. But when we think that we can do, we can move the hand of God by doing, oh, let's fast, pepper fast, water fast, uh, zero fast, because we want dry fast, Chingum fast, uh, uh, goat fast, no chicken. Those are those nonsense. Because what? And you know, funny, funny enough, 
just sorry, I, I know I'm, I was about to finish, but sometimes we use this whole scripture like, but you know, Jesus says, without this, is is this one was by fasting and uh, fasting and praying. Oh, there's a scripture that is, this one was by fasting, and we take it like, oh, see, God says we should fast, but we 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 take the scripture and turn it upside down for our own good, and we don't go asking God says. You are the one that uh, wrote this. What do you mean by this one? And we forget that what the Lord was saying here was, it is when you're clear, when you have a clear vision. When you fasted, you have a clear vision. You know what I want you to do. Praise the Lord. So my, my prayer is that if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is an opportunity. So you don't carry over the things you do on, in the world and bring it into the kingdom. It doesn't always work. I won't say it doesn't always. It doesn't work at all. It doesn't work at all. So the key is that we need to, whoever is hearing my voice that hasn't received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have an opportunity to do that. And you, you can it's the same way we're talking about it. It's easy. And it's easy if you, you believed what I was saying. You can what? I say, God, I, I, I need you to come into my life. I know I cannot do this. I need you to guide me. I need you to, to show me how to walk, how to do it. You can pray this prayer with me. Say, the Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner. And you died for me. Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Bible says that hosts of heaven, everybody is rejoicing. Because one person left has has been converted has been transformed now you know you have to go to a good church that teaches you the word so you can grow and you can know when the lord is speaking to you and you can know how to walk by faith praise the lord Amen.